Alright, you guys, what is up? Welcome back to the Dijon Tandu podcast. My name is Jessica Davis. This is episode 14, I believe. Um, I want it to be called Watch Your Words. This episode, I feel like, has been a long time coming because someone had asked me to make an episode about the quote, crazy stereotype. And I felt like, I I did a little, like, Instagram video on it, however, I felt like at the time it wasn't quite long enough to be an entire episode. I mean, I could probably pull it out for maybe, like, ten minutes, but some more things just happened in my life, and I felt like I could add it to this episode and we could make it a thing. So here we are. If you guys listened to last week's episode, I hope you enjoyed it. I've been getting a lot of, like, really good feedback about that one, so it's awesome you guys are listening and, like, appreciating it. Okay, so, watch your words. So, we'll start with... We'll start with what's been going on. So, at this job that I have, at one of my jobs, I work at a bakery in La Mesa. It's local. It's so cute. We have amazing pastries, amazing desserts. And we just hired this new girl, and she's a total sweetheart. Um, she just is... I feel like if I call her sensitive, I'm being biased. (laughs) So, I'll just call her very sweet. She's from New York. And you would think that, like, with the East Coast vibe, they're a lot more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're a lot more... Desensitized? I guess. They have a a thicker shell, a thicker coating, you know, words just bounce right off of them, whatever, whatever. So I'll start from the beginning. And I will say that we have a bakery case, of course. And so on the weekends, on Saturday and Sunday, you're there alone and you have to fill this case and then prep for the next day for whoever comes in after you so that they're not scrambling to fill the case also. So you use what has been prepped for you, and then you prep for the next person, and so that goes, right? And so she did that on Saturday, and I came in on Sunday, and I was supposed to use what she had prepped for me because she used what I had prepped for her. However, she left her shift two hours early and did not prep anything for me on Sunday. So my boss had written me and was like, hey, she's new, so, like, let me know how she did. I want to, you know, stop bad habits while you're, while she's ahead, and I want to, you know, make sure that we could critique her in the right way so that she, like, gets on the right path. And I was like, dope, okay, I will let you know how it goes. So I walk in there on Sunday, and it was completely empty. And not only empty, but it, the case was empty because it was so busy on Saturday. So I was like, god damn it. <laughs> like, this is going to be a really long day. And it was. And I had to do so many things and I had to get caught up and I didn't have time to call my boss or text her or anything because I was so busy, like, focusing on getting this work done. And anyone who knows me, like, I don't like to be disturbed or distracted with my cell phone while I'm working. So I'll just, like, set it down and put it away. And so I did that. And so last week, I was working with her, and this was before the whole case debacle or case scenario or whatever you want to call it. I was working with her last week, and she is very easily distracted. And so out of, like, the kindness and the sweetness of my heart, I was like, oh my god, you're a squirrel just like me. And I was like, I get so easily distracted, and I kind of squirrel out also. And she, like, laughed about it and, like, joked and, like, thought that it was, you know, cute and, like, endearing. And I was like, dope, okay. 
because she had been someone who was like looked at me as a source of intimacy like she opened up to me about things that were going on in her life and why she's really here in San Diego and you know what she's doing with her life and the path that she's on and things like that like she was finding herself being able to open up to me so I allowed that of course I like I invited it with open arms because like if you want to talk to me about stuff I'm always here to talk about it so I felt like we were like on this level right and fast forward to today when I get a phone call from my boss and she was like, hey, I respect you and you are one of the hardest working employees that I've ever had. Uh, I will fight for you tooth and nail, but I just need you to know that you need to kind of watch your words. And I was like, watch my words? Like, what did I say? I was like, I'm so sorry. I have, I legitimately have no idea what you're talking about. I'm so sorry. And she was like, well, it kind of came about that you called this person a squirrel and she eventually took huge offense to it and made it into something completely that it's not. And she feels personally attacked, like you're making fun of her, quote, mental disability because she has attention deficit disorder. And I was like, oh my god. And I, I said my boss's name and I was like, oh my god, I am so, so sorry I did not realize in any way that what I was saying was offensive. I like to think of myself as someone who always thinks about their words very carefully before I say them because I don't want things to be misconstrued in any kind of negative way. And I didn't think that calling someone a squirrel, like quote squirrel, could be like misconstrued in such a terrible way. And if you don't know what a squirrel is, like think about when you're doing something that requires a lot of focus or a lot of attention and you're easily distracted by something else, something else happening over here and you kind of like squirrel, like, you know, because your head like moves quick around, like you're not, you can't focus on one thing. They call it like being a squirrel and it's like totally harmless to me. In my eyes, it was totally harmless. And at the time, like when I called her that, it was, I called myself that as well. You know what I mean? And she kind of like chuckled about it and laughed about it and like, it was not a big deal. Now, again, fast forward to this morning when now she's making a big deal about this weekend and the case and leaving early and um oh I don't know if I said that she ended up leaving two hours early before the end of her shift because she didn't prep things for me to put in this bakery case so because of all of that she feels like she doesn't really fit in and she feels like nothing that she does is right in in my boss's eyes and so I'm feeling like she kind of used me calling her a squirrel to, like, make this huge uproar about how she doesn't really fit in and to kind of, um, get a, you know, get a foot in the door with HR because, oh, and that, well, and that's another thing is that she, like, she said to my boss that, you know, people can't be making fun of my mental disability or my mental handicap because I'm attention deficit disorder. And my boss was like, oh no, 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 no. She's like, I'm not going to speak on this. If you have a problem with something or another employee, you need to go straight to HR. And so she did. Like my boss went to HR because she knew that the employee that I'm referring to wouldn't. And my boss said literally nothing but wonderful things about me. And it was so relieving to like know that you have someone on your side and it's, well, and that even being said, like, it's not entirely about someone being on your side. It's about, like, doing the right thing, right? And I asked my boss, I was like, look, if she genuinely had a problem with something that I said, why didn't she just confront me about it? You know, because 
in reality, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal at the time. What I said was not really hurtful. Like I said, she was using it as a catalyst for all of these other issues about like her not really doing her job right, not, you know, being a team player, you know, being late for work, leaving early from work, things like that. Like there are a multitude of other issues that she's now, you know, feeling separated from the team and she kind of did that to herself. And so my boss, when she called me this morning, she just was like, look, I'm not going to accept your apology because you don't need to apologize. She was like, I call you guys swirls. You know, the owner calls you guys squirrels. It's not a harmful thing. It's not a hurtful thing. I understand that you were just playing. Just know that from now on, you need to be very careful about what you say with her. And I was like, I understand 100%. I completely get where you're coming from. I didn't realize, you know, like I was saying prior, that I didn't realize that such an, an endearing term could be misconstrued, misconstrued into something so terrible. I literally was dumbfounded on the phone. Like, I was like, I don't know what to say about this other than I'm so sorry because I meant nothing but lighthearted things. <laughs> and it really got me thinking about, like, people's perceptions of words and interactions that we can have. And I understand, like, we all have different perceptions of situations. We all have different perceptions of, you know, experiences and things that happen. And that's why all of our paths in life are called our quote story because I have my story, you have your story, so-and-so has their story and somewhere in there is the truth, right? But that's why I have worked so hard since I got sober to be nothing but a truthful person so that my story is just the truth. But in reality, like we all have some kind of bias and we have some kind of, you know, difference in the way we tell our stories. So like you're hearing you know, this story from me, but, like, I'm sure there's a touch of it that's different if you were to ask my boss, and you, there's a lot of it different if you were to ask the employee that I'm referring to. So, you hear everyone's story, and we take everyone's story with a grain of salt because we don't really know, like, what's the truth and what's not, and somewhere in between all of those stories is the truth. So, I had just been thinking a lot about how we all have different perceptions and how, like, I feel that this one word is not something that could ever be, like, a bad thing and never be an offensive thing, uh, excuse me, an offensive thing, but it just goes to show that if you ask someone else, it 100% could be. Even if she genuinely, like, low-key didn't take offense to it, she used it against me to you know, build an uproar of all of these other issues. So, watch your words. <laughs> Be careful what you say to some people because you never really know how they're going to take it. Uh, I've learned, especially from being a manager in past jobs with past employers, that you need to be careful also of your tone and the way that we say things. Because you can say, oh gosh, you can say, thanks so much, you guys, have a great day. Or you can say, thanks so much, guys, have a great day. You know what I mean? Like, what sounds more enticing? We have to be really careful of the way that we say things in our body language because, you know, our words are not just everything. It also is, like, a lot of inflection and the way that we say certain things could come off a very specific way and leave people feeling uneasy. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I don't want anyone to feel uneasy about things that I say. You know what I mean? I think that there's a time and a place for everything to be said, and um, if this employee, you know, genuinely had um, a problem with, with me 
calling her a squirrel, then I wish that she would have said something to me. But I understand. Like, I, I, I understand if she, if she legitimately was offended by that, then I apologize. And I, I apologize to my boss, and my, my boss, like, wasn't even having it. She was like, you are literally the epitome of a perfect employee. She was like, I will have your back over anyone else's, and I will fight for your job. I was like, I'm so sorry that I even somehow potentially put you in a position to have to fight for my job. And she was like, no, 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 no. She's like, you don't understand. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I understand. I understand. So that is what is going on with um, my job, I guess, right now. And I feel secure in my job. I'm not, I'm not worried about getting fired or being reprimanded or anything. I think that she just had to watch out for herself and like put it on file in recording that we had that conversation so that, you know, she can take care of herself and in response take care of me. So that is what is going on. On to the next topic of the quote crazy stereotype because like I was saying, um, someone had asked me to do a podcast episode on it and again I was feeling like I, it wasn't going to be long enough to talk about but I'm feeling more and more like even I'm guilty of using the term insane, like you're being insane or you're being crazy, and I'm feeling like I'm saying that more, uh, more so directed at my, um, I don't want to call her my roommate, but she's my roommate's girlfriend, and she does little things here or there or, like, refuses to do certain things because of the silliest little insecurities that she has, and I'm like, girl, you're so crazy. Like, you're so crazy. I, like, for instance, uh, this is probably too much information, but I was like, I'm going to Ocean Beach, you should come with me, we're gonna hang out on the water, and it's so hot outside, and she's like, I'm not going, I haven't been waxed, and I was like, girl, who cares, like, put on shorts, we're going, it's hot out, and she was like, nope, I'm not going, and I was like, girl, you're so crazy, <laughs> you know, it was something like that, <laughs> it's just the silliest thing, like, who cares, you know what I mean? There's a hundred million people at the freaking beach anyway. Nobody's going to be staring that closely at you. She's like, no, I can't wear shorts at the beach. People will know. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're so funny. And so that's what I mean is like, I should be more careful with my words instead of saying you're being so crazy. I should, I should just say you're so silly to me in the fact that you're letting, letting your insecurities get in the way of doing something that you actually want to do because of something so minuscule that nobody really is even going to be paying attention to. <laughs> but instead of saying all of that like a logical human being, I say, girl, you're so crazy. You know what I mean? So, as I've said before in this, quote, crazy stereotype video that I did, I feel like the term crazy and the term insane is way overused, like drastically overused, because we don't want to say all of these long things. We don't want to, you know, say all of these really long explanations. And we don't want to say what we're, we're really feeling. So we shorten it, right? We shorten it to say, you're being crazy. Or, you know, you're being insane. Where, like, it could be applied to a lot of different situations. You know, I just gave you an example of one with my roommate's girlfriend. But, you know, I hear it all the time with boys and girls talking about their exes in some way and being like, oh, she was crazy. She was batshit crazy. And, um, I actually used it to, I used it just, was it yesterday or the day before I was talking about my old roommate? And I don't know if I've told you this story. Oh, I did. I, um, talked about this story in my boundaries episode, like having boundaries, having healthy boundaries. 
I was talking about the roommate who left music on for a week and a half while she was gone and literally fucking drove me insane to the point where I had to call her parents and, you know, threaten to call the cops, which, if you know me at all, I'm not one who's, like, the biggest fan of cops. So, <laughs> we just overuse this term because we're being lazy and because it's, you know, a shorter answer, it's everything kind of jumbled into one, but when you're saying crazy, you don't think about how one, how your recipient is receiving that, and you also aren't being respectful towards the person that you're talking about, and I completely get it. If you do have a, you know, outrageous ex who did something to you that's way out of the norm, or you know, that was not safe, or they cheated on you, or they treated you poorly, or whatever it may be. I completely get it if you feel the need to use that term, but you could also just respect the situation enough, or respect them as a human being enough, to not use that term and to say, hey, my ex, you know, I don't want to say the term crazy, but she was outrageous in the fact that her behavior was so out of character for her because when we broke up, she found out that I cheated on her and she spray painted my car. Or something like that, you know, if it's like some like outrageous story that's like so over the top, right? It's so dramatic and that's just, we pigeonhole these people and we pigeonhole these situations into this crazy stereotype, you know? Um, I've had exes that have talked to me about their exes and they say that they're crazy because, you know, they got gangbanged or they cheated on you or they stole all your money or they took everything that belonged to you and sold it or, you know, they were selling their engagement ring on Facebook. You know what I mean? They were, quote, crazy. It's just, it's like so extremely disrespectful and I get it. All of those things are like terrible things and you shouldn't have done those things, but like at the same time, you don't deserve to be called crazy. I'm a huge advocate for not calling people crazy, except for the like the really, really close people who know me know that if I say something and I feel bad about it, I'll immediately take it away. I'll immediately retract it. And I like to, again, I like to think of myself as someone who really thinks about words before they say them, but sometimes situations happen, things happen, um, emotions are pulled out of you that you weren't really anticipating or, you know, seeing happen and emotions get pulled out of you and things get said, right? Because we get heated and we say things that we don't always mean and I am the first one to take responsibility when I say something that I don't actually mean or I say something that the, you know, the, the timing just brought out of me. I think another huge part of it is that when you use those really harmful, hurtful terms, you're kind of doing a disservice to the people who are genuinely, you know, mentally handicapped and, you know, using the term crazy, like some people actually do have mental disabilities and mental handicaps that, you know, they've been pigeonholed as crazy. And so when you call these actually normal people who are just having outbursts of emotion or, you know, rage or whatever it may be, when you're pigeonholing them into this crazy stereotype, like you're actually just hurting all of the people who truly do have handicaps. I feel like that's the way I think about it, at least. I don't know what you guys think. So I think it's really important to be more aware of different people's perceptions and how they're going to receive what you say. And yeah, I feel like that's probably it. 
Um, you guys can rate, review, subscribe, stay humble, stay motivated. You guys can find me on Instagram at Deja and Tandu Podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk with you next week. Bye!